0: When it comes to hard work, there's one important rule: pick the right tool for the right job. That's why Chevy offers a family of Silverado pickup trucks designed just for the job. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Silverado in your toolbox. <coughs> okay. Oops. Sorry about that, Reg. <laughs> I blow your ears off with that one. All right. Are we ready to go? Good. I like where the uh, the levels are popping there. I was just thinking, um, you know, we, uh, in a couple of weeks, it'll be the fifth year anniversary of, the, uh, of this podcast, but you were not with us at the beginning. I had, I had, many, <laughs> I had many producers for whatever reason, <laughs> but actually, you've been now here for at least a couple of years, I would think, right? Almost, yeah. Do you know the date? No. That's nice. I'm glad it was so important to you. <laughs> well, you're here now all right and doing a good job and your work is much appreciated so let's get started here put it in the book to episode 260 260 yeah in a couple weeks 50 year anniversary um i will give you the three s's i will give you the countdown you give me the music and i will give you a podcast that's our our weekly promise right okay ready episode 260 you got it down okay. here we go ready Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com, or we are found wherever you go download or listen to your favorite podcast we are there it only makes sense because we are among your favorite podcasts don't forget listening to this podcast is just one of the assignments that you are given every week just as important as listening is spreading the word So, don't forget to send a link, send a message, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, whoever listens to podcasts, tell them that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and why the heck isn't it theirs? Your loyalty, devotion, and that extra little effort will be repaid somehow, somewhere, someday, some way. Don't forget, if you like what you hear, you can go to WGNRadio.com, go to the podcast section. Go to the prompt for this podcast and you will find all previous 259 episodes just sitting there waiting to be listened to, waiting to be binged, which can only mean one thing. Welcome to episode 260. Episode 260, wow. How about that? I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a milestone. I don't know if that's impressive. Uh, but it's got a zero. And as I've said many times, uh, in our society, we love anniversaries with zeros and fives. So I guess uh, it's another milestone with a zero and a five. So 260 is a good number. Pretty impressive, right? Um, and I think I misspoke uh, during the last podcast episode 259 i was talking to mick Kaler and i was explaining that uh, the podcast was six years old because mick was was a, a contributor early on when we first started with the podcast but it was not in 2015 it was in 2016 may of 2016 in fact um i went back into my paper daily planners you know those calendars with the little metal, circular, uh, you know, bound calendars that have the dates where you can write in all your appointments or your special dates or your things that you're doing. Well, I talked many times about my daily planner. I have not only one for this year, 2021, which is quickly getting a lot of X's on every day. We're almost at the end of May here. We're almost at the six month mark. Where did 2021 go? (laughs) <laughs> but um, I also keep many of my old daily planners. I have at least 10 years worth. And you say, Jim, what are you going to do with 10 years of daily planners? I mean, what? why would you keep those? Well, I don't know, but they do come in handy for something, especially like this. I wasn't exactly sure what the first day of the podcast was. So I went to my daily planner from 2016 I looked in May, because I knew it was in May, and sure enough, there it was, Begin Podcast. And it was on May 23rd. I recorded it on May 17th, and then there was a little delay, so I recorded it actually on the 17th of May, which would be this week, would be the anniversary, but it wasn't posted. It wasn't official until it, it was posted out to the world on the WGN radio website, and that was on May 23rd, 2016. So in a couple weeks, next podcast actually, we will be celebrating our fifth year anniversary. So maybe we'll do something special. I don't know. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. I always, my, my viewpoint, uh, I've said this many times, my view on big milestones, I don't mind them. I, 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 I will recognize them but I don't go overboard. I talked to you many times that even my birthday is a day that I don't go overboard celebrating. I like to celebrate other people's events because I know a lot of people enjoy that and I certainly like to to do that for them. But when it comes to mine, I I don't know. And maybe it's, I have to look deep into my emotional upbringing here or something as to why I I don't want to celebrate myself, right? Is that, does that sound uh, enough to get on the, on the psychiatrist couch. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, but I found the date May 23rd, 2016, which makes it this year, five years, but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, so maybe we'll do something, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I was talking about Mick Haler. He was on, as I said, early on, and then we've had Emily and, uh, so we've had a few people, but Mick was, was one of our first regular contributors and, and, um, so maybe we'll have him on. We'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm deciding. I I, just, I I guess five years is pretty impressive. Especially there's a lot of podcasts that come and go. So the fact that this one has never stopped and continued, and a lot of people uh, you know brag when they have one for six months. So I think five years is, is pretty impressive. So we'll see. But I, as I said, I always try to um, uh, live by the the philosophy of um, of Walter Payton, the former. Chicago Bears running back, Hall of Famer, one of the best in the business. And uh, in the 70s, especially when Walter, in the 80s, when Walter came up and started, you know, and had his glory days, that's when all of the the major touchdown, end zone celebrations started during that era. All the dancing and all the choreography. Now it's crazy, right? Everybody with their cell phones and there's all this choreography. But... Uh, before guys used to maybe spike the ball and that was like a big demonstrative uh you know effort and gesture when they scored a touchdown and then it, it started to progress more and then the dancing started and all these different things of what we have today and now there's actually a penalty for excessive celebration <laughs> that just was to show you how the 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 celebration got out of hand um there's actually a penalty now if you if you if you rub it into the opponent's face too much. But Peyton very rarely there were times when he would spike the ball, when he was just overcome with emotion. Maybe it was an important touchdown or just a a hard fought drive or something that inspired him and motivated him. And when he scored a touchdown at certain points he would, you know, make a demonstrative uh, you know, presentation, spike the ball, do something. For the most part When he got into the end zone and scored a touchdown, he just handed the ball to the ref. And they asked him, geez, you know, Walter, everybody's doing these elaborate celebrations. Why don't you, when you score a touchdown, he said, you know what? When I score a touchdown, uh, I want to make it like uh, I've been there before and I'll be there again. Those guys have to over – usually he said his point of view was if you – you know, when you over-celebrate like that, it means something that, you know, it's, it's like a special occasion. Like, here, like I, we have to celebrate this because it doesn't happen very often, right? That's why you celebrate something, right? It doesn't happen very often. So let's, let's really make the most of it. And Peyton's view was uh, I'm getting to the end zone again, probably two more times in this game. So uh, just act like you've been there before. So I, I, I sort of subscribe to that philosophy. I will celebrate and, and, and wave and say thanks, but I don't need to go overboard. But we'll see, maybe. 260 is a, that's that's this episode, is, is a pretty good number. And five years, I think, maybe maybe it deserves a little extra. We'll see. But let's get on with episode 260. So over the last, what, two or three weeks, if not the last month, it's been an interesting month and a half or so, we saw a possible fourth surge of COVID attempting to to wreak havoc. Um, it, it started to climb, and then it sort of slowed. And so clearly, the vaccinations are are having an effect, hopefully. There's still a lot of people out there that are now hesitant. Or he- I don't know what they're, they're you know, hesit- they're, they're, what are they called? But they're hesitant to get the, the vaccine they're either don't trust the government they don't trust the process they want to wait to see how other people are reacting and they want to wait for some side effects i understand some of that but at the same time um you know i think we put a lot of things in our body on a daily basis that we don't know what the short or long-term effects are and we do it willingly without thinking twice do you ever look at the back of a the ingredients on, any, on most of the food that we eat with the preservatives and all the different chemicals or things that are in there and the, and the ingredients. Do you know what any of those words mean? Do you know what any of those, those chemicals, or those preservatives may do to your body? No, but you eat them. You ingest them. They're in your body on a daily basis. They taste good, so who cares, right? So I don't know why suddenly, you know, that, there's, you know we are so inconsistent. We are so emotionally driven. Uh, you know, people do things, ingest things that are bad for them, whether it's smoking or alcohol, willingly, knowing the potential dangers. This, as they, as, as many of the health professionals say, there's only one thing worse than the side effects from the COVID vaccination. Only one thing worse than the side effects from the COVID vaccination. Getting COVID. So you know what? Get the lesser of the two evils. Because, my gosh, I don't know about you, but I have known some people that have had some really tough times with COVID. Thankfully, none passed away, but have had some really tough times. So we're in an odd space now that we're, we're getting a handle on it. We're not anywhere close to the, immu- the, the vaccination levels that we want for that supposed her- herd immunity, which might really make things freer for us. Um, and maybe we may never get that just because of this this big block of people, 30 or 40 percent, that say they will not get the vaccine. They will not get it unless they and even if they're ordered to get it, they may not. If their employers order them, they may not even get it. That's how vehement they are against it. So I don't know the, the logic behind that. But to me, uh, you know what? We're all we're all every day we get up, we, we take a leap of faith, right? This, uh, this, is, this, this is not a, a stab in the, in the dark, and so and, and, and it's better than the alternative. But here's my point today, and I'm wondering how you feel about this, because we're all going to, to have to deal with it and face it with it. I mean, it's just, just going to be reality, and I, and I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. So things uh, over the last month and a half or so have really begun everywhere around the country have begun to open up at an alarmingly quick rate you know a month and a half ago, there was still a lot of tentativeness and a little look see and then suddenly something happened i don 't know what it was, but once you know it, we are such a, a you know a country of, of follow the leaders of, of of lemmings if if they could do it why can 't i and So, you know, there's been several states like Florida and things like that that have been very, have had very few, or at the very least, very uh, low-level restrictions, if they've even had them, uh, which has made things politically interesting. Um, But most states went down to shelter at home and very strict, diligent lockdowns. And now things are getting lifted. Here in the Chicago area where I broadcast from, my gosh, we are talking in Illinois as well as in Chicago. Um, they're talking about possible um, you know outdoor festivals opening, maybe not to the extent that they always were, but the fact that they are going to be allowing people and to congregate in large numbers, outdoors together. So outdoor festivals, outdoor concerts. They're talking about in this fall, they're selling tickets for theater. In New York, Broadway, the, the, the tickets are back on sale. Broadway is supposed to get back on its feet by late summer, certainly by the fall. With, um, And that's not limited capacity. I mean, I made a big deal a couple of weeks ago, if you remember. I was kind of shocked that um, there was an announcement that James Taylor and Jackson Brown were going to start a, an indoor tour in the summer. I still don't know how that's going to happen without limited capacity. But maybe it will. I don't know. I never expected things to move this fast. So I certainly misjudged that. I don't. But that's what I'm going to talk about here. I still would be very leery about going to that concert indoors, 20,000 people sitting next to people, whether they were vaccinated or not. At this point... But we are just seeing state by state, city by city, lifting, lifting, lifting restrictions for, for indoor and outdoor restaurants, for indoor events, for indoor you know theater and movies, you name it. So here's the question. I have been very diligent. I have been double dosed, 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 if you will. Um, my wife and I have not been to a restaurant since February 28th, 2020. 20- how do I know that because I went to my 2020 day planner and I saw the last date that we went out to a restaurant it was in my book we had a reservation so I found out when did when did we last go to a restaurant well there it is and that's why I have the daily planner now you say Jim you know every cell phone in the world every smartphone has a calendar so what's the big deal and why don't you just you know get a smartphone and it, and you're making such a big deal about your daily planner but you know what you know me i lo- i'm old school if there's something that works in the old school method even if there's a new technology for it i'll take the old school one anytime as i've said many times i embrace technology for things that are truly different that are truly needed but if it's kind of redundant I'll take the old school way. So I like my paper book. I like opening my book. I like writing in it. Now you may remember back in the early part of this uh, of this century, in, in the two thousands, in the late nineties. Remember the thing called the Pilot? It was a it was a digital a digital assistant or a, a personal assistant. It was called. If you remember the Pilot? It was a small handheld device and it had a calendar and it was hooked into your email and you could had a stylus that you could write things in it. It could even, you know, first you had to learn how to write the alphabet so it would understand. And then they got the technology such that you could just write anything. And then pretty soon it was so out of date. It was ridiculous, but that was a big deal. That was kind of the, the first step of putting the daily planner planner out, the paper version out of business. Now on every, you know, smartphone, they have a calendar. What's the big deal. But um, I like my daily planners. I like having them. I like touching them and turning the page and writing in them. And uh, yeah, so February 28th was the last time my wife and I have been in an, an indoor restaurant without a mask because there were no masks back then. We weren't wearing masks in February of 2020. And um, so we've been very diligent. Now, we have traveled. I talked about that. We did go on a plane last October um but we were socially distanced from other passengers um in our row as well as even around us we wore our masks from the minute that we got out of our car in the parking lot to when we went and we had it on during our entire time in the airport entire time at the gate entire time on the the three and a half hour flight tower time on our ride from the airport to our um destination and at the hotel and even in the lobby and until we finally got in the room, so it was probably twelve hours that we if not more, that we wore that mask while we were there. we ate our meals in our room, we went out and we did things, but we were always socially distanced. We wore our masks everywhere outside we did not go into a restaurant, even though there was right one there on the property, but I was looking through the window and i wasn't Seen a lot of people wearing masks, so I said, not for me. So we've been very diligent. We've been both vaccinated. We've had some social interactions over the last year and a half or so, but they've all been outside, they've all been socially distanced, and they've all been with masks. So I've come to expect to wear a mask, and to me it's not that a big deal to wear a mask. Uh, my my major, you know, weekly excursions out are to the grocery store with a mask, two masks. I double mask. I have not gotten COVID. I'm glad for that. I don't know how COVID is going to affect me. I'd rather not test it. I'd rather not find it out. But so now here's the thing. There's going to come a point here I mean we may we are only at like 30 or 40% of, of the country being vaccinated. Here in Illinois, I think we're only at 30 some percent of the state being vaccinated. So we're we're not even close to the 70 to 75% that they talked about to get that that herd immunity where you could actually go out uh, in public indoors or outdoors without a mask. We're not we're gonna, we're not at that point. And we may never get to that point if these the hesitancy people of the vaccine just decide they're not getting it. We we may never get that. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward, how the, the variants may, and the mutations may find a new way. Who knows? But certainly the move now, once the sun came out, I think that, you know, I said, I don't know why. I think I do know why. Once the sun came out, <laughs> uh, we forgot, or we didn't care about all these restrictions. The fatigue, the cabin fever, the, I'm tired of it all is just overcome us. It's overcome everyone. It's overcome a you know, political leaders and, and governmental leaders, uh, businesses, um, you know, so here we are, things are opening once, once Pandora's box was opened. Everybody just followed the leader. So within the next weeks or so, I'm sure there's going to be more restrictions lifted. So here's, here's my dilemma. I mean, I don't know. Am I just being paranoid? I don't know. I'm still leery. I still see what's going on in other countries. I mean, look at what's going on in India. Amazing numbers, and uh, so I, I'm, I'm just wondering: Am I going to when? What? What is going to happen, or when is it going to happen that I'm going to feel comfortable to go? to a large gathering now i was shocked there's there are some concerts you know tickets that are being sold for major concerts in like the in in late fall early winter like in november genesis for instance is going to be at the united center here the tickets went on sale i mean that's 20,000 people those tickets went on sale all the ads all the things I read about those tickets there was not a mention about limited capacity. They are selling that place as if there was no pandemic. So people are going to be 20,000 strong in their seats on the main floor. I don't know if they're going to allow people to go up to the stage and stand shoulders, but you're going to you even even not. You're shoulder to shoulder when you go into any kind of arena. I guess they think by November, that's going to be safe. I don't know what the protocols are going to be. Um, You know, for recent Mother's Day, my mother-in-law, you know, we were, you know, having, you we were going to have an event, you know, going to have a little party and get together. And they were like, well, let's just have it indoor. We'll just, you know, first they're going to have it by my wife's uncle's house and he said well you know we'll come over you know, why don't you guys just come over and we'll host it and we'll, no, nothing big and you know we'll just have something to eat and so my wife and i said well are we gonna do it outside and they said no we're all vaccinated well you know and everybody that everybody would be at that only five people we would all have been double vaccinated right so really according to everything it should be safe to at least get together but my wife and I was like, you know, we'd really feel more comfortable if we did this outside. And, and you know, if, you know we, we can do it at our house, but we'd rather do it outside. Now, from what I understand, at least at this point, you know, the, the goal is you have to at least do two out of three. If you're indoors, you need to wear a mask and need to be socially distanced. If you're outdoors, then be socially distanced, but you don't have to wear a mask. Two out of the three. My biggest concern was, I re- sitting at a small table, it wouldn't have been a huge table indoors, even though everybody's double vaccinated, I haven't eaten with anybody that, is, that have not been my wife, that has not been more than six feet away from me with my mask down since February of 2020. And I still feel like, even though the, the the prevailing thing is that everything's done, everybody's acting as if this is finished with it. I, it's not done. They still are preaching that you you can get COVID even if you've been double dosed. You can get together, yes, but mostly it's outside and social distanced. So I'm just wondering, you know, am I overreacting to this? And if I am, I, it's something I have to get over, over because we're, you know more and more things are going to be opening up. But I think it's going to take a huge leap. And as I've said, I've get, I, I've had, uh, I've got many uh, events that I have tickets for that are not due yet, but they had been rescheduled, and a few of them are in September. So that's only a few months away. And once again, I think though if those events happen, the expectation is they will happen at full capacity. And I will be shoulder to shoulder, indoors, potentially eating or with people that will be eating. I think I'm going to be wearing my mask. I may look like a crazy person. I've got tickets to about eight concerts In twenty twenty at major in twenty twenty-two, starting in January, with you know, in major arenas in different states. I don't know. Am I gonna feel comfortable going there? Sitting shoulder to shoulder? I know I'm probably gonna wear a mask, even even in February. We're supposed to go on a on an international vacation that we've had postponed now for almost two years. We still don't know if we're gonna go in twenty twenty. I don't know. I, I I'm I just I, I I'm I, I just feel as if we have been so diligent, we have we have followed the rules, and to to let our guard down now when yes, things have improved, no question, but they're totally not there yet, and even though the consensus seems to be that everything is, is is better at least and you can be less diligent. There's still the chance that you can get it. The vaccine is not a silver bullet. All of these precautions are still not 100% and you say, Jim, you can get anything. You know, I mean, you know, the flu, and the, I understand that. But we have been very, we have been deliberately diligent on this. It would almost seem like it was a waste to have done that for the last year and a half. If then now we let our guard down, even though we've been vaccinated, even though we were following the rules, if we let our guard down, sort of go with the, with the flow, go with the, with the pack and then somehow get it. It's almost as if, well, then why did I bother to even do this a year ago? I could have gotten it then and gotten over with it. And, and who cares? So now I think more than ever I'm even more diligent because I put I've invested so much time and effort to to stay COVID free that now that we're we're nearing the, the the end zone I'm even now I'm I'm even more paranoid now than I was a year and a half ago because I don't want to get it right as it's it's ending and yet. The world around me seems to be opening up, and and so when do you, you know, take that leap of faith? The other thing that that's that that is also it's not even just the the the, the potential fear of it. I'm not I'm not afraid per se, but as I said before, I just I, I I've seen people let their guard down and they've gotten it. Now that's mostly have been before the vaccine. So don't don't get me wrong. I understand the vaccine I you know f- believe the vaccine is a game changer. It's not 100% um a solution, but it's 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 75 to 95%. That's not bad. That's pretty good. I'll take those odds. But the other thing that scares me is <laughs> so <laughs> as these big events open as these restaurants open indoors, like I said, I have no problem with the outdoor things. We've been outdoors, we've been socially distanced. Uh, you know, I've been indoors, right? I've been to grocery stores, but um, I've been away from people. I'm in and out, I'm not close. And so I, I feel fairly safe there. But when you get to these kind of big congregating events where there's people just, you know, shoulder to shoulder indoors, uh, and a lot of people will not be wearing masks, I bet you, because they'll feel, hey, I'm, you know, I'm double vaccinated. And let's face it, I mean, how many ushers are there? You know, there's going to be, if, there, if you have if a group of 20,000 people in an arena, whether you're supposed to wear a mask all the time or not, people will not. And what are you going to do? Start to call the usher over here and say, this guy doesn't have a mask on? You're just asking for a fight, right? So you know that there's going to be, you know, whether, whatever the protocols are in these indoor major events, they're going to be broken. So you know that for sure. Now, here's the other part. And this is another mantra of mine. You know, when in doubt, expect people to take the easy way out and take the way out that gets them what they want, whether it's fair or right or against the rules. Right. We will always bend the rules in order to do things that we want to do. So now, you know, you're hearing when you go to get your vaccine, as I hope most of you have already, so you can relate to this. (laughs) Those of you who haven't been vaccinated, you don't even know what I'm talking about, probably. But those of us double vaxxers, those of us double dosers, those of us dose dosers, you got your little vaccination card, right? When you got your shot. Hopefully you got both shots. If you if you if you got the first shot, please get the second one. If if you have to, if you got the Johnson and Johnson, fine, you need one shot. But if you did get the first one, please just go get the second one. I don't get that. You went. I mean, either either don't or do. If you don't do it, then don't go. But if you got the first one by for God's sakes, get the second one. What's the difference? But you know you get this card, right? Now, this card apparently now is the most important document or will be in our lives. That's the way it's being talked about. You know, there's our birth certificate when we're a little kid. And then there's our driver's license. And then there's our social security card. And then there's your passport. So there's these major forms of identification that as you, as you grow up, you, you advance to the next one as your world gets bigger and you get older. And we have told, you know, keep all these documents in a safe place and, uh, you know, make sure you have them. It's your only form of identification. Now, of course, the the driver's license even has another layer of the, the real ID, which I have right? My license expired last year. So I was able to renew my license and I got the real ID because my wife and I in a, in a COVID free world, you know, we travel quite a bit. So we are always, you need that to get on a plane, right? But so that's the key. You know, those key things, keep that passport somewhere, you know, in a safe place, your social security card, make sure you have it. Your driver's license, of course, and that birth certificate, you may need that, even though it's one of those things that your parents, you know, may have put in the envelope somewhere, find it, put it somewhere, safe deposit box, wherever, but, you know, make sure you have it. Well, now we have a new one, the COVID vaccination card. Now, you've been hearing about this, how this thing is going to be so important moving forward, that people have been talking about, you know, you know, laminating it so that it won't get ruined and then people saying well, you, you shouldn't laminate it because you could destroy it. You know, lamination of course, you know, involves heat. Sometimes if you've ever got anything laminated, you know, sometimes it works great and sometimes it burns the paper that you're going to um you want to save for some reason. It does the op- the exact opposite effect. And I don't know why or how it does that. So they're saying don't laminate it well, but if you don't laminate it and you, you know, and you don't you carry it with you it's going to get crumpled and it's going to get worn out and it may blur the number whatever and this is going to be its sound you know they're talking about a vax pass i mean all these these new things, but this this vaccination card that that basically says your name and the the date that you got vaccinated and the batch of of the of the actual vaccine is on there and the the location, right? So they give you this card, and don't lose this card. And everybody now, I saw on television, there's a a special wallet now that tote that perfectly fits the vaccination card because it's a little bigger than a than a credit card. It's you know, it's not. It's much bigger than a credit card. It's not a. It's not kind of a normal size. So um, of things, it's bigger than a, an eight by ten or like a little one of those little note cards. You know, those little. So, uh, you know, make sure now when you when they give you that vaccination card, this is going to be a major source of identification and proof. If you want to do something for those of you who have cabin fever and really can't wait to get out and 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 experience everything that you've been uh, you've been missing for the last uh, several months, year and a half or so. You cannot lose that vaccination card because that thing is going to be your Willy Wonka golden ticket. I mean, this right now supersedes all those other forms of identification. That vaccination card is key. Which leads me to this. Have you seen the vaccination card? Is there any sense? Is there the, the, the slightest inkling of security on that card is there any is there the slightest sense of legitimacy on that card i mean it's 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 a card it's a piece of 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 it's not even cardboard it's 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 heavy duty paper there's some scribbles on it who knows who signed it there's no notary republic. There's no notary, Repu- notary public on there. There's no nothing on there. It, it, there's, there, there's no watermarks. There's no sense of real security. And this card is going to be a major source of information identification to go to certain events. Most likely, if you go to a concert, or you go to a sporting event in a major arena, you're going to have to have that vaccination card and you're going to have to show it to them, right? But did you see that card? Mine, in fact, looks ridiculous because, for whatever reason, the person that was filling it out when I got my first dose, they filled in the batch number, the Pfizer batch number. They filled in the location where I got the shot but they didn't fill in the date, which to me makes no sense because if you know the order of it, it was the batch on the left, the middle was the date, and on the right was the location. If you're filling these three things in, if you're filling this stuff in, after you fill, after you filled in the batch, why wouldn't you move to the next block and fill in the date and then go to your right and fill in the location? Why did this person didn't fill the date in? I have no idea. And I didn't notice until I got home. So I'm looking at my sacred card, my, my Willy Wonka golden ticket. And I notice that the date isn't on there, which is very important. Just as important as the batch number and the location is the date. Because they're going to, if you use it as I, as, a, as some kind of proof that you got the vaccination, they want to see the dates that you got it. So mine doesn't even have that. So now I'm all worried, you know. Well, maybe you're not supposed to put the date on it. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, why would I, it made no sense that there wasn't a date on it, but then I'm thinking, well, maybe there is some sense on the date being not there. I just don't know it. So now I don't put it on there. I don't want to, I don't want to, to, um, to add the date in my own writing. Wouldn't that delegitimize this? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it make it less official if I wrote the date in? So I left it blank. I do, I, it's not my place to touch my official vaccination card, right? I mean, all these other forms of identification, we are told, you know, you don't touch, you don't, you know, this is, you know, this is official. You can't alter it in any way. I'm going to put in the date. I'm going to put in my own handwriting. They're going to go, why are there two different handwritings on this? I mean, I'm already creating these scenarios in my mind. So I just leave the date blank. I think it's wrong. I think it's missing, but I don't know. The person filling this out has been doing this for months, hours at a time, after day after day. Why wouldn't they put the date in there? I don't know. So now I, I, I you know, in the two weeks in between my first shot and my second shot, I, I, I have my the sacred document in a safe place. And I bring it, I take it out because they said, don't forget, you got to bring your, your vaccination card with you, you know, for the second dose. So I go to the location and I, I give it to the person I'm checking in. And the first thing he says to me is, why is the date blank? <laughs> he goes, did you get the first dose already? And I said, "Well, yeah, yeah, I got it here." I mean, he goes, "Well, there's no date here." And I said, "Well, yeah, I don't know why there's no date." I said that kind of surprised me too. I'm not sure why that wasn't filled in. So now he says, "Well, what was what date did you get it? The first dose?" And I said, "Well, I got it from three weeks exactly from today." So now I'm, you know, I I'm trying to think how many now, you know, and it, of course, you know. When I got it, it was it was at the end of the of a month of March. So now I'm doing that bad little rhyme: thirty days half September. And I don't know if I know it right. And I'm saying, well, I don't know. I got it, you know, at the end of March. Today's April, today's April 21st. So I don't know, or April 20th. So how many days? And I think, no, no, wait a minute. I remember it was March 30th. I didn't do that bad little thirty days half September because I can't even go past that. To be honest with you what is it 30 days half september november i don't know i don't know it's it works but i don't remember it but i now i remember i remembered it was march 30th that i got the first one so he goes okay well i he said well i'll just write it in okay fine i could have done that at home for the last three weeks but i figured this was a sacred document that i couldn't i couldn't deface or alter in any way and this guy goes yeah i'll put the date in So what I'm getting at is that there's there's a very low level of officialness or security on this card that apparently is this key document in our lives for the next couple of years. It's so loosey-goosey, but here's the best part of the story. You think the story's over? It's not. So now he says, I'll fill it in. I said, yeah, well, it's March 30th. Okay. So he gives it back to me. Now he fills in the new date with the the batch and the location and now he he puts the date in the middle box thank you april 420 thank you i look at the date he wrote and it's wrong <laughs> i just told him it was march 30th right 3 weeks before and that's the key right you, you i mean it, 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 it's 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 important that you show that you got double vaccinated. It's, it, it's important to show when you were last vaccinated, right? Because then that's when the immunization supposedly takes effect after the second dose. But still, the entire process is important because you want to make sure that, you know, according to the, the ways of, the, of each vaccine, in the, in the case of Pfizer, the, it's a, it's a three-week time in between. So I'm sure that if whoever's checking these are going to want to check that not only were you double-dosed officially, but that you were it was done correctly, that you got your second dose, in my case the Pfizer dose, 30 days or, you know, 33 weeks, 21 days in between. You got it done the right way. I look at it. I said it was March 30th, which it was, right? So that would be O three slash 30 slash 21, right? He wrote, O three, O three twenty one. Well, that's now that that means according to this official document, this is the key document. I waited a month and a half to get my second dose, which is not true. I follow the rules, <laughs> believe me. To to an to an aggravating extent, I follow the rules. So I told him, I said, well, wait. I said, you know, before I leave and go to the next station here, you wrote 3-3. It's it's three thirty. Oh, I'm sorry. So he scratches it out, because it was written in pen, of course. He scratches it out, and then, you know, over it and to the side, it says three thirty. 30 It looks, it's all messy. You have to look close. It looks like I altered it. And this is my point. How will they know whether I altered it or not? There is so there is nothing on that card that even hints at officialness, at 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 at, at detail, and at security. It's a it's a it's a it's a card on heavy paper that is written in in somebody's handwriting that's scratched out. It's it's so it's the most unofficial official document we've ever had in our lives. And apparently in the next year or so, it's going to be the most important document we have. Which leads me to another problem that I have with going to a large indoor event in the next several months. That will may have protocols, and one of the protocols will be most likely that you have to have, at very least, your vaccination card to show that you've gotten both vaccinations. That seems to be a key. There is a less of a worry of people getting, of congregating, even indoors, if you've been double vaccinated. Okay. So the main source, the main document of proof that you've been double vaccinated is this vaccination card, which I've already described to you, and you've got one at home, I would hope. You know that it's a flimsy card. It's not laminated. It can be easily altered by anybody. Every, anybody can change anything on it. It's it's As I said before, it's the most unofficial official document that we've ever had in our lives, and yet it's going to be our Willy Wonka golden ticket. It's going to get us into anything in the next year and a half, which leads me to this it's a cardboard card with no illuminate, no no lamination, no watermarks, no nothing if people sell illegal documents illegal government documents like visas and passports and driver's licenses, which apparently have the highest amount of security in how they're printed, on watermarks, on other types of security issues, if people counterfeit those, and those are... Engineered and designed to have security built into them, with watermarks and and even some computer things on chips and all this other stuff, or at the very least, you know, they're they're laminated or are they're on a on a card? They're pre printed. There's some official security revolving around at the very least your passport and your driver's license but these cards these vaccination cards you could go to kinko's and, and 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 print up 2 million of them and sell them or have them and fill them out any way you want with anything you want and that's going to be the main id when people go into a to to a major event or an indoor restaurant or something and have proof that they've got double vaccinations this easily counterfeited this easily forged piece of of identification is going to be used by everyone to get into these events so do you really think that everybody going to these events are going to be double vaccinized it's going to be legit you don't think there's going to be some people that didn't get the vaccination but want to go to this concert or want to go to this hockey game or this basketball game and they'll go. You know what? I'm just gonna go and find if I could buy a, a, a you know a, a black market vaccination thing, which is not hard to duplicate at all. You just know you just need a a, 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 a copy machine because this thing is ridiculous. It's just it's just a cardboard card. There's nothing to this. Mike, mine looks forged and mine isn't forged but mine looks fake because there's all this marking off and crossing out of dates it looks like I did something and I'm Mr. follow the rules. So if I'm Mr. follow the rules and my card looks suspicious could you imagine about Mr. break the rules? How sus- his, those people are going to look better than mine and I might I might not I might not even be allowed in because of this ridiculous thing with the date that it looks all, you know, but I don't know. I don't even think they're going to care. I really can't believe that if you go to an event that they're going to turn you away. They barely look at your ticket when you walk in these days. <laughs> you know, sometimes you go through the, you go to a hockey game or a concert and they, you know, and they, and they use the uh, the barcode thing and it doesn't work and they do it two or three times, they go, go ahead, go in. My, 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 you know, it, it's not working. Go ahead. <laughs> how, how, how official, how, how, how stringent do you think the, the those, those people that are going to be at the ticket at, 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 the gate are going to be. And of course, you know, people though, as I said before, we'll do anything and we'll do that when, when we want to do something, we will, we will bend any rule and break any rule. In order for us to get in. So if you have gotten you have parked your car, you have driven, you know, and if you have a kid, you have gotten the babysitter, you have driven to this event, you have paid for the ticket, and you get in line and and they ask you a question, and let's say you you you're you're not gonna whatever the answer is, you're gonna say yes to it or no to it, whatever there is the right answer for you to get in. And if you don't have a double vax card, you're going to find a way to get one so you can get in. I'm going to use my friends. I'm going to use my, I'm going to find a counterfeit one, which is, which should be very easy to find. I don't think I'm, I'm spreading any great revelations here. I think the people that like to break the law, they have already figured out and they probably already have, you know, created these, you know, counterfeit vaccination cards because my gosh, it's way too easy. So my fear is, okay, we're opening up all these events and you everybody's going to show their double vax card. I really wonder how legit these double vax cards will be and how legit it will be that people have said they've been double vaxed, which only then leads me to be more fearful of going into these events, not trusting the protocols in place. Now, I understand Hopefully, most people have been vaccinated. Hopefully, most people aren't lying. But as we've seen, it only takes one time, one person, and one droplet to get COVID. So I'm I I don't know. Am, am I being too paranoid? Am I am I creating? these scenarios just to drive myself nuts. I don't know. I think there's some validity to this. I think I have a legitimate reason to be skeptical as to how secure in the coming months these large-scale events are really going to be. I know that the protocols will be in place, but... Over the last year, my faith in in human nature and my faith in humanity, which already wasn't high, has been really decimated, as I've seen the way people have reacted to this. And I can't believe that it's going to change any more. It's only going to get worse when we start to let people do what they want to do again. Because their drive to do stuff is going to out... over. it it, It has, and now that it's officially, that they don't even look like they're breaking the rules... They will continue to break whatever rules need to be broken because now it's okay, in many people's mind, to do this. So they're going to do whatever they want. These vaccination cards are ridiculous. Nobody thought those things out. They wanted to get these vaccinations done so quickly... To as many people as possible that they were like, okay, you know, they, 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 they said, well, just print up these cards. Okay. But you have to understand that in the long run, those cards are going to be so important that they, they, that should not have been just some throwaway detail. When they were devising this process of giving the vaccines out, they should have said, now, wait a minute. What kind of documentation are we going to have? That people will carry with them because most likely for the next year, even after this, if not more, these cards, this, whatever this identification is, whatever this proof of vaccination is, whatever we give them is going to be a pretty important document. They're going to be, they're going to use quite a bit. It's going to be uh, shown to people when they're going into events. So this thing needs, should A, it should be durable, which this card isn't. It should have some security built into it like a watermark or something which this card doesn't. It should have some official stamp on it or some of uh, a some some official document to show that it's not counterfeited which this doesn't. You know, it should have been, you know, it can only be Filled out with a certain kind of ink or a pen or it couldn't be handwritten. It had to be, I mean, there had to have been some, there is no uniform to this. This card is filled in by everybody's different handwriting, wherever you went. This thing doesn't feel as my, my library card is more official than this thing. This card is a joke. And it's going to be the main determiner for potential people who have COVID or who could spread COVID in a large gathering. This card is the only thing preventing them from going in. And that card to me is not trustworthy. So this is where I sit now. In the middle of May, the world around me is opening I have had, even though I have been a staunch proponent of being diligent, of sheltering in place, of wearing masks, of social distancing, of getting the vaccine, the world around me is saying things, lighten up, Jim, loosen up, Jim. And I want to, but then again, I'm a realist. And I begin to look for the realities of this situation. Some people can give to, they say, oh, it's open, then I'm going. And I say, it's open, okay, but what about A, B, C, and D? So that's the burden I carry with me. Other people don't care. A lot of times those people did get COVID, though. (laughs) So here I am in middle of May, the world around me is opening up, and I don't know if I'm ready to go And experience it. I've got, I I have been diligent, but I've also got cabin fever. I would like to go out and, 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 and socialize. I don't want to be that guy that says, yeah, but, but I've been, yeah, butting for a year and it's kept me safe. And I don't think it's time to let down my guard, especially not with the way this, this process is playing out. I've been diligent. I've been listening. But now even the official documents are not secure and not diligent. So I don't know. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know when it's going to be. Maybe I will just have to do a leap of faith. I've been double-dosed. Yes, yes but i i have not, i i know that i will be uncomfortable in a in a in a large gathering without a mask i know i will be uncomfortable to go to a restaurant indoors to take my mask off and eat without a mask even if i'm at a table of of close you know of with my wife I mean, that would, that's fine, right? We've been together in the home for, for a year, but for for outs, you know, I don't know where I don't, it doesn't matter if it's my mother-in-law or my uncle or my, my best friend. I don't know where they've been. I don't live with them. I know they've been double dosed, but I don't know what else they've encountered. It's nothing against them. I'm not saying that they're less diligent than me. But they don't know. I don't know where they've been. I don't know if they could have caught it from somebody that they let down their guard. And so I don't know whether I'm going to feel safe pulling my mask down. Is getting COVID worth a bite of that pizza in a restaurant? A bite of that cheeseburger in that pizza? Or in that restaurant? I don't know. There, there I mean, Look, there has to be a point here where you, you gotta you got you gotta do it right but i just don't know if it's right now i think we have we have sped things up faster than they should have there has been such a fatigue and such a cabin fever and the the sun is out and spring is here and people just want are sick and tired and i get it and i am sick and tired too but i don't let that overcome my diligence and my and my my responsibility. I know for sure that I've got a ticket to something in September. So I'm going to have to, I may go through the summer still staying kind of double masked and and not socializing indoors at all. If I socialize, it's going to be outdoors, socially distanced, even with people that are vaccinated. But I know I've got tickets to two events in September and they're going to be indoors and they're going to be shoulder to shoulder. So I've got You know, what we got, you know, June, July, August, September. I got like four months to feel comfortable to observe the realities and then decide whether I'm going to go to that event or not. And if I go to that event, am I going to enjoy it? I know darn well I'm going to go to that event That first event, that first indoor event—I don't care what it is, where it is, who it is—who I know that I am going to be wearing two masks. I know it, and we'll see when I go to these indoor events in February if they take place. Thankfully, if everything continues to progress in a twenty-thousand-seat arena indoors in in the winter, right? That that has everything going. That 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 breaks every COVID, uh, you know, restriction rule right now. In February, we'll see how it is, but I still believe that I'm going to probably have a mask on, even though I'll be the only one in there with a mask. I, I just, I, it's going to take, I get it. I, there's a leap of faith that has to get done, but I just don't know if I'm ready to do it yet. Are you? Have you done it? You can always Facebook me and let me know whether I'm overacting, overreacting or not. I don't know. I don't think I am, but yet, <laughs> you know me. So, we'll see what happens, but Willy Wonka's golden ticket, if you remember, wasn't that good for most of those kids except Charlie Bucket. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Don't forget every Monday a new episode is posted at WGN Radio. Well, we are found wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. And don't forget, send a link, send a message, tell your friends, tell your family that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and your devotion and that little extra effort is much appreciated. Hope you've enjoyed listening to episode number 260. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. From the end of the web to your screen.